Red 5. I'm going in. <laughs> Star Wars fans, welcome to another edition of Trench Run Report. I am your host, Aaron Russo, here with my co-host, Justin Gray. And we are here breaking from our Mando meeting series because we got wind that there were a few announcements. I think maybe most of you already know that, but we wanted to do another show just to kind of get involved in the excitement over all of these new announcements and kind of Break them down, what we're thinking, what we know, what we speculate, whatever else we want to talk about with all of these. So hope you'll join us, and um, we've got a lot to talk about. So we're going to jump right into all of these announcements from the investor call. It was on Thursday, I believe. It was Thursday? Yeah, it was Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so ready or not, here we go. All right, so the first thing that we have... Uh... And I'm, and I'm reading this off the Twitter feed, so we can be a little uh, accurate with our uh, statements. Uh, first off, we have uh, The Mandalorian Season 3 coming next year, and um, that will be coming out around uh, D- December-ish. Um, so, and, and our thoughts on this are a little uh, vague, uh, since we're only a week away from the last uh, uh, chapter of this se- Season 2. Um, I don't know where season three will go, so that will be very interesting. <clears throat> so, what what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, not not a surprise announcement. We already knew season three was coming. Um, interesting that it's going to start later mm-hmm. than season one and two both started in November, I believe. Well, yeah. Well, season two actually started in, Octo- in October, like the last day of October, but most mostly throughout November. Okay. So starting in December, which is fine with me. I don't really have strong thoughts about the start start date. I think it's kind of cool to have it land in December and give us a Christmas Mandalorian season, mm-hmm. which is a nice uh, filler for not having a movie for the Christmas season, which we haven't had. Um, so yeah, exciting. I think it's you know we have that announcement, but we have the last episode of Mandalorian coming up, so. I'm sure the end of that episode will will give us more of a sense of like what to expect in season three or or what we hope to see or what the cliffhanger is from the end of season two. But yeah, I mean, Mandalorian coming back, I think enough said. It's, everybody's enjoying it, and season three will be a welcome uh, next next. And I guess um, I'm thinking that that would be it'll be uh, not to jump the gun, but Bad Batch in in early 2021 and then Mandalorian at the end of 2021 and that'll be it for the content next year alrighty so and uh, sorry we couldn't really give you much on that one but it is what it is and but now we'll dive into some uh, new content that we can very much speculate on Um, the first one will be uh, Rangers of the New Republic a new original series within the timeline of The Mandalorian. 
So, um, this one I feel like is probably going to be a combination of a couple of characters from the Mandalorian series, or possibly a start of a different crew. I, there's not really much uh, information given on that one. Um, and plus, like, even the uh, um, comment section of the Twitter feed is asking if certain characters are coming back. And they're not really giving a uh, straightforward answer on that at this time either. So, uh, and plus, like, with uh, events that happened in The Mandalorian, I feel like they are setting up something uh, um, as far as the New Republic is concerned with the uh, the um, X-Wing pilots and uh, Cara Dune being a uh, marshal under the New Republic. So yeah, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of interested in to seeing where this goes, and um, uh, it's not on the Twitter feed, but I heard that this will be under the, the direction of uh, Dave Filoni and John Favreau. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what do you, what? Yeah, I you know I, I didn't see this one coming. I, I I know that some people have speculated because they there was buzz about a Cara Dune based series and that this might be that. I didn't get that sense from this. Not that she wouldn't be involved. Mm-hmm. I don't. I can't say that I would be super excited about a a, a series carried by that character um, necessarily. Um, on the on the official website though, it does say uh, executive producers Favreau and Filoni. And it says uh, that the stories will intersect with future stories and culminate into a climactic story event. So I think that um, whatever this is going to be, it's obviously it's. So I'm not sure what rangers are like. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had marshals and we have you know pilots and we have. I'm not, I'm not sure what rangers are, but apparently this is going to be a parallel storyline to the Mandalorian. TV show, um, and I, when it says will intersect with future stories, I, I'm assuming that means other shows or stories from other shows that will intersect in some kind of way. Mm-hmm. Um, so it looks like we're going to get some kind of you know New Republic action series that's going to somehow intersect with possibly um, the Mandalorian crossover of characters from that show possibly crossover from characters from the Ahsoka series, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, who knows? Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think this sounds like it's part of the, 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 the connected universe they're trying to create around Mandalorian and Ahsoka slash maybe Rebels mm-hmm. um, and so on. Um, but yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I, I'm, there's, there's so little to go on here. Um, but Rangers of the New Republic sounds interesting. Sounds like it's going to be, you know, probably a lot of X-Wings, a lot of pe- people flying around the universe. Like, it's, it, it does definitely give me a, f- a sense of like, because um, we got so little. I mean, like in, in the sequel trilogy, um, the New Republic just getting obliterated entirely. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. So this will give us maybe something that we didn't get from the sequel trilogy, which is like backstory and will fill in like the significance of it. Um, I guess there's probably the, the potential for, I mean, this is a timeline and a storyline that would um, potentially touch on Leia and the Resistance, maybe. 
either mentioned or as a as a faction that's that's materializing in the new republic at this time. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It'd be interesting. Yeah, and uh, plus in the show Star Wars Resistance, they touch very little on the New Republic as well. Um, we do get the sense that the uh, Resistance and the New Republic are totally different things. Um, but like, the New Republic considers the Resistance an extremist group. And um, we do get to see a little bit of... Um, that like the new republic has like the better equipment than the resistance and that their x-wings are way brand new whereas like the resistance has more hand-me-down equipment so that that's i, I think it'll be kind of cool to see the uh uh new republic in its prime or starting to get to its prime mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah like it's it's interesting i think that's there's there's like i said there's a lot of territory to to fill in there because we mm-hmm. don't have anything really about the New Republic at all um, from the sequel trilogy, much less anything else. So there's a lot of room to, to tell a story about the New Republic here, and that could be very interesting. So, and, and just a weird thought just came into my mind, and it was like, well, will the Rangers of the New Republic be what, like what Clone Wars did for the uh, prequel trilogy and like probably like make us... like invest more into like the sequel trilogy uh like it did like the what the clone wars did with prequels and just like make it more rich and then when we do revisit the prequels we look at it in a different uh way than we did before mm-hmm. yeah i don't know well, it'll be interesting that, i mean i think that's speculation that we have with mandalorian too is we're mm-hmm. waiting to see how much this is all going to be connected to the sequel trilogy. Is it going to be a direct connection like Clone Wars and fill in and, and expand on the universe created by the sequel trilogy, or is it going to be more parallel? We'll see. Mm-hmm. So that leads us right into the next show that, the, that was announced, and that is uh, the Ahsoka show, which is a new original series starring... Rosia Dawson, and is set within the timeline of The Mandalorian. So, uh, and I remember you, Aaron, like, calling this shot, shot like, in one of our Mandal meetings. Um, I think it's either the one that we recorded or the one that we had to record the second time, but uh, you said that the show was, like, setting up the, that one episode of The Mandalorian was setting up uh, an Ahsoka show. And I kind of was like, eh, I mean, if it did, great. If not, okay. But it looks like it is, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah, interesting. it's interesting, too. This is also executive produced by Filoni and Favreau, so I think this is, again, part of something very specific that they're doing with The Mandalorian, New Rangers of the New Republic, and Ahsoka. I think these, these things are being created very much with all three series in mind, some kind of story that's going to be going on very similar to maybe the Marvel Universe where we're telling these separate stories that intersect mm-hmm. and then culminate in some kind of larger story. It does say that the Ahsoka show is a limited series, meaning, I guess, one season. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. So that's interesting because I don't know how much longer The Mandalorian is going to be. Um, 
And I don't know, in Rangers of the New Republic, it doesn't say it's a limited series. It says new live-action series. So Okay, so yeah, that, I think that probably will be more than one season then. Most likely. But I do think that um, the Ahsoka, as far as the Ahsoka, I mean, I think from, a, from the perspective of like, you know, I think it was brilliant for them to um, introduce Ahsoka live-action in The Mandalorian and give us a full episode with her, um, have her do the, the name drop of, um, of uh, Thrawn, because that introduces Thrawn potentially into, all, into the storyline around the Mandalorian, Ahsoka, and Rangers of the New Republic, which is interesting. And I think it sets up, I think, I feel like they're maybe going in more of the direction of like kind of creating a, a closed storyline that doesn't necessarily hit too much, because like Thrawn is not in the sequel trilogy. Ahsoka is not in the sequel trilogy, at least not in any significant way. Mm-hmm. Um, and the New Republic is really not, barely even exists in the sequel trilogy. So these things are, can really be told in a way that maybe that, you know, I don't know, does Thrawn end up being like the main bad guy in this bigger story? Um, and Ahsoka is obviously, I guess that the question I have, the biggest question I have about this Ahsoka series is when this, when, when we see Ahsoka in the Mandalorian, and then if we're getting this series, which is in the timeline of the Mandalorian, the question I have is, is she still looking for Ezra and Thrawn? Mm-hmm. Is the reason that she's looking for Thrawn because she's looking for Ezra? Has she already found Ezra, and now she's looking for Thrawn? And then is Sabine going to be a part of that story? Mm-hmm. Yeah, another question that I kind of have is, um, what's Ahsoka's association going to be with the new Jedi Order that Luke's trying to build up at this point? Is she going to help out, or is she going to be like, uh, you're starting another deck of cards that has already been taken down, and you're just stacking them up again to just have them fall down again? I'm not going to be a part of that. So, it, it's gonna... that, that would be kind of interesting that's an interesting I, I feel like the the trajectory of Ahsoka's story just seems to be I feel like her her character is never gonna be um, part of the in group again I think she's a she's a rogue character in a sense I think she's always gonna be now like this very very much of a Jedi mm-hmm. in, in her how she appears and presents and her reputation and her lightsabers and her, you know, but she's probably never going to be like, you know, part of Luke's new Jedi order or Mm -hmm. strongly associated with the new Republic in any kind of way. I feel like she's established herself as like her own person, her own character, her own woman, I guess, uh, uh, that doesn't, doesn't, you know, she's like learned her lesson. Like, I don't trust the, I don't trust the establishment. I don't trust the institutions anymore. Uh, I'm, I, I fly by my own rules, um, which I think is a cool... I think that's a cool way to handle that character in this, in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I get, like, like I said, we, we don't get much here. I mean, obviously, who doesn't want to see more of what we saw of Ahsoka in, in The Mandalorian? More of her, you know, being Ahsoka. Um, mm-hmm. But there's so much we don't know about what this what this series is about. Is it is it essentially a sequel of Rebels, um, which it could very well be. Um, 
We don't know. All right, so now we are on to a series called Andor, which is uh, looking into the character of uh, Cassian Andor, which is uh, which has started filming not too long ago. Uh, Everything I did, I did for the Rebellion. Uh, quote from Andor. It's an original series set in the Star Wars universe. It's streaming in 2022. So, yeah, this series has been in the talks for a little while. Um, and plus, uh, during Star Wars Celebration, I was uh, there during the uh, Alan uh, Tudyk uh, um, panel, and that's where they announced that he will be returning as K2SO uh, in the series. And um, not not much else is very no- known about this, except for they did show um, some concept art for the series. Um, and this takes place somewhere in between episodes three and four. Um, well, uh, obviously it was, I, sh- I shouldn't say uh, four because like his story ends in Rogue One, so. But, um, yeah, um, this, this was the series that I don't believe I have too much hype for, or I don't, I mean, I, I did like the, uh, Cassian Andor and K2SO comic book that, uh, came out before, but Cassian to me just wasn't a character that screamed spinoff, but I, but maybe this is a good, good opportunity to prove, prove, uh, that idea in my head wrong, um. So, yeah, what, what are your thoughts? I mean, I don't really have too much to say on uh, Cassian, but... Yeah, I, I mean, I would agree. Like, I, when, I, when I heard about that announcement, I definitely didn't... I didn't go, oh, yes, more of Cassian Andor. Not that I didn't... I mean, I thought his character... So, I, well, let me say this. Like, I think the, the idea... If you told me, hey, we're making a show about the spy network of the old of the of the rebellion in the period of time between you know revenge of the sith and rogue one that's that i like i like that idea like that's interesting to me i think mm-hmm. that's part of what was interesting about rogue one right is that it, it filled in specifically filled in the story of the death star plans but it also gave us this little glimpse into like what the new what the rebellion was you know maybe like and they, you know, that things were a little bit more shady than we anticipated. So the idea of like, and like it says here on the on the official website, a tense, nail-biting spy thriller created by Tony Gilroy. So I, I like that idea. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree, like I'm a little bit mixed on Cassian Andor as a character carrying a whole series. Um, I never really was like super excited about his character. Although I feel like his character had a lot of like there, there were things about his character that I really liked. Like, the, and I'm thinking about the scene particularly where he said, basically says like, "You have no idea what I've been through." You know, like I've been fighting in this rebellion since I was a teenager. You know, like so he has a backstory to tell, and I think that that can be that can be done through this show. Um, I don't know if it's going to go how far back it's going to go. I would love to see it go really far back and really kind of develop like his motive for becoming a spy and his motive, like, why is he so willing to, like, be a, you know, like, we, when we first meet this character, he kills a spy. 
like he kills someone <laughs> for to 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 achieve his goals, his ends, which is very not like Star Wars or what the rebellion has been presented to us as. Mm-hmm. So I think that has a lot of potential. I think that the question for me is, casting Andor as a character and Diego Luna as an actor can can that carry a series? Um, we'll see. I think. Um, uh, there is a little bit more information here about other other casting. Um, Stellan Skarsgård is m- notable, and then it does tell us that Genevieve O'Reilly will, will be back as Mon Mothma. Oh, so okay. We're gonna get like some, you know, that that appeals to me. Like I like the idea of of staying in that, you know, because I think like I'm thinking visually we're gonna be in the original trilogy uh, era mm-hmm. with you know, X-Wings and, and, and Stormtroopers and, and probably a lot of, you know, so that's exciting to me. Like I said, Cassian Andor as a character, we'll see. We'll see. All righty. So now we get to the good stuff. <laughs> um, and uh, this has been announced uh, this, this year, I believe. Um, that... An Obi-Wan Kenobi series is coming out. and uh, But here's the kicker. Um, Hayden Christensen is returning as Darth Vader to join Ewan McGregor in Obi-Wan Kenobi. The original series begins 10 years after the dramatic events of Revenge of the Sith. So, yeah. This, this one is definitely going to probably be a very huge fan favorite. Um, since Revenge of the Sith has kind of made a very big comeback in the last uh, 10 years as uh, probably being one of the uh, uh, best prequel, uh, the best out of the prequels. And, um, and just, yeah, I mean, I'm very excited to see Ewan McGregor back. And plus he's about the right age uh, to be in this role. And, uh, and... Yeah, and plus Hayden Christensen back as Vader, so that is going to be pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, what what are your thoughts? I mean, like I could go on and on, but yeah, I mean, this is obviously. I mean, for me, I think this is the biggest announcement. Even and and this is the biggest announcement of all the announcements in my mind. Even though we already knew this show was coming out, mm-hmm. uh, I think the the official, you know, making it more official like yes this show is like is is definitely going to happen like we're reaffirming that it's going to happen which maybe is important to say given how long it's taken for them to get the show done and then mm-hmm. with the situation with covid maybe they you know to reaff- reaffirm like there's nothing that's going to stop this now um even knowing all that already the announcement that Hayden Christensen is coming back as Darth Vader I think that is the biggest announcement, I think, of all of these announcements, in my mind. And for fans, I think, like, the combination of bringing back Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan and bringing back Hayden Christensen and doing this limited series, that is strikes right at the heart of Star Wars and the lore of Star Wars and the characters of Star Wars and the story of Star Wars. And, and it is sacred ground. This is, this is serious stuff here. We're bringing back Obi-Wan and Vader. Um, this is this is where it all began, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it all, you know, like the, the, the star, the original Star Wars is is, you know, the iconic, one of the iconic 
moments is the Vader Obi Wan, you know, duel. Um, mm-hmm. So Hayden Christensen coming back, surprising in some ways, I guess maybe for some people because there was you know the prequels have kind of been this you know like you know black sheep that we don't want to talk about, but we're bringing back Hayden. Um, there's other things I've heard from in other locate places that they were pretty explicit about the fact that there's going to be another lightsaber duel mm-hmm. um, between them, which is going to be interesting. So because I'm assuming it's going to be Vader in in his armor in his helmet, so it's going to be a that's that's pretty incredible to think about. That's a that's that's big that we're going to get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also super curious, like to see like. Okay, so are we going to see Hayden? Is he going to be maskless in flashbacks or dreams or visions mm-hmm. um, that the characters might have? Um, are we going to get Hayden like maybe in like really intense makeup, seeing Vader without his helmet on as Hayden, like maybe even face to face with 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 uh, Obi Wan? It's 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 interesting because I feel like. There's some interesting things here about, like, because at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan pretty much assumes that that hey, that, that 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 Anakin is dead, mm-hmm. and we know he's not, and Obi Wan doesn't know that. Now, somebody, David, our friend David, had mentioned that in the comics that somehow at some point Obi Wan does find out that Anakin is alive, and if that's canon, I don't know if that does that mean that the show will. Will the show begin with the assumption that Obi-Wan does know that Anakin is alive and that Anakin is Darth Vader? Or is the story going to be about him finding that out or confirming that? That seems really appealing to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I'd love to see it. It's like, Obi-Wan's just over there on Tatooine. He's, he's a hermit. He's watching over Luke. And then he starts to, you know, maybe there's something in the Force that he's like, is Anakin still alive? And then Vader's over here doing his thing, and there's this connection between the two of them. And then, and then you know that I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they, they, I they, I don't really care. Like I don't. Whatever they're gonna do, I'm gonna watch it. I'm super excited about it. I'm excited about. I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for Anakin for Hayden Christensen. I should say mm-hmm. to get another chance. And I hate to say this, but I say it with all respect, without being directed by George Lucas. <laughs> Mm. and without a script from George Lucas that maybe now with with a different script and different writers and different directors that maybe he can really redeem his performance as Anakin mm-hmm. um, uh, that that's en- encouraging to me to see that happen um, but yeah this is this is big this is really this is a big deal um, I mean this is this is this is creating a whole nother I guess storyline about two of the biggest characters in the entire Star Wars universe. So um, very interesting, very exciting. Yeah. What else can you say? Mm-hmm. So, alrighty. Um, <clears throat> then uh, the next one that was announced, and I'm pretty sure, actually, now that I'm looking at it, I think it might be a little bit out of order, but oh well. Um, we get a sneak peek of the Bat Star Wars The Bad Batch, an all-new animated original series from Lucasfilm Animation. 
which is set to come out in uh, March of 2021. So, yeah, that one's going to be very interesting. Um, by the looks of it, it'll have the same animation quality as the uh, last season of the um, Clone Wars, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we get to see the... Uh, uh, transformation of the Republic turning into the Galactic Empire and that that military might still has clones and how that affects the uh, clones with their identities and like their um, sense of originality coming into play and uh, how are how is the Bad Batch going to react to all this and what's now what's their um, part in this uh military under a new rule so Mm -hmm. yeah this this is going to be pretty cool um and plus uh i thought i like i liked the bad patch actually in the uh uh season seven of the clone wars and plus it it was originally going to be uh done like way back uh in the early uh 20 teens um, but due to Disney buying it out, they had to set that aside. And like, all we had were, were the, uh, um, like the unfinished, uh, episodes of that. And then they went back and finished them for, uh, this year. Seven. So, um, but yeah. Um, and plus it looks like there's, they're bringing back, uh, character, familiar characters such as, uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. And uh, Finnick Shang from uh, The Mandalorian. So, yeah, I'm really interested in where this goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I, the trailer was pretty interesting. Um, they gave us um, another view of Palpatine's uh, announcement that, you know, the, uh, that there's now, now it's the Empire, you know. Um, um, and we got Tarkin. So it's interesting It's that it's, it's going to tell the story framed around the familiarity of the Empire. It's going to be an, an empire based in that time frame. And I mean, if Tarkin's there and Palpatine's there and who knows what else. So it's going to be interesting to have like that blend of like the Clone Wars era, prequel era, merging with original trilogy or Imperial Rising. Mm-hmm. Um, the description here is interesting. It says, um, in the post-Clone War era, they will take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. So it sounds like it's going to be its own story and, and more traditional Clone Wars kind of episodic, you know, adventures, mm-hmm. you know, be over here doing this and probably be some episodes that'll just be one-off little adventures and maybe some that'll be two or three episodes telling a story of what they're doing. And that, and that it's going to intersect with the Imperial, the presence of the Imperial, like, you know, in the universe. Um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think, I think I'm most ex- I mean, I thought that the, one of the things that really excites me is just, that I thought that the, uh, in the, the animation in season seven of Clone Wars was such a clear improvement on, not that the original Clone Wars was bad animation, but... Well, it had a rough rough start. Season 7 took it to the next level, and it was Mm -hmm. really beautiful animation, and I'm excited to see more of that level of quality of animation 
um, and see what that looks like and what the story is about. I got to say though, I will be honest. Like I'm, when I first heard the announcement for this way back earlier this year, I was kind of a little bit like, I kind of felt like you felt about Andor. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, not really sure how excited I am about the Bad Batch getting their own series. Um, the trailer definitely got me a little more excited about it mm-hmm. um, and curious about it. But yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see. I think it. I think it's probably going to stand very much on its own, and just be a story about these guys. I don't think it's going to be a part of anything else that's going on right now or that was announced necessarily. Um, although with Fennec Shan being in the story, I still don't think it's going to connect to her, her character's story arc in the Mandalorian or anything like that particularly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, who who doesn't want more really good Clone Wars animated action? Yeah, plus I'm kind of excited to see, like, is this the show that will kind of show how, like, the cloning uh, process is just going to be deemed obsolete and then they're going to try to go for uh, um, planetary recruitment as opposed to clones. So, yeah, that's going to be kind of cool to see. Yeah, I mean, the story, the, the idea of telling a story about a, 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 like, you know, this genetically modified group of clone troopers trying to figure out where they fit in a universe where the clone wars are over and most likely like the idea of a clone army is being phased out mm-hmm. and yet here they are well we're still here <laughs> what is our life about what is our right. role what is our you know and that they are going to uh yeah and it, it, and it makes sense it sounds like it's you know it's going to be a continuation of you know, because that's that's how see, their their story arc in season seven of Clone Wars was really like, like okay, see you later. Like we're not we're not sticking around. We're not we're not mainstream clone clone army guys. Mm-hmm. We're doing our own thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, though they did like if they did continue the Clone Wars as like they imagined it would continue, uh, they did have like a side mission episode where uh, the Bad Batch went to uh, Kashyyyk. Uh, for like the first wave because uh, apparently like the second wave is what you see in uh, Revenge of the Sith so I don't second know. wave of like the separatist movement go- moving on Kashyyyk okay so yeah I wonder if they're gonna incorporate some of the um, ideas that they had originally for the Clone Wars into that show or or not I, I, I don't know so yeah and uh the next uh, show that they announced is called uh, Star Wars Visions. It's an original series of animated shorts. It celebrates the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime co- creators coming in 2021. So, yeah, not outside of the logo, not, not much is mentioned about it. Um... Plus, I, I think it's kind of cool. I mean, we most Star Wars fans know of the uh, a- anime short that was like online that was like shown online like a couple years back about the uh, um, Tie Fighters and uh, X Wings. Um, I, I don't know what the name of that short was, but it's always kind of been like, "Ooh, that that would be cool to see that." And I, I guess now we're getting it. Um, but yeah, not. Not much, much else on that one. Mm-mm. 
I think I feel like this is this is something that and my my thoughts on it. It says it says the anthology collection will bring ten fantastic visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios. Hmm. Um, a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. So I really is this we don't know anything about does this is this particularly tied to any timeline? Is this gonna be ten like totally separate little stories that they're gonna tell? Um, is it gonna involve different eras of the Star Wars or Skywalker saga or whatever? We don't know any of that. I think I feel like this is this is personally my my thought on this is that it's it's it is also an attempt to attach Star Wars. I mean, anime is very popular in the culture in in, mm-hmm. in in the culture, and it's a way to you know like hey maybe you're an anime fan but you're not a Star Wars fan. Hey, there's Star Wars anime. Check it out. Like you know, so it I feel like that might be part of what it is like to try to. It's a smart, smart thing to do, like mm-hmm. to to appeal to the anime, you know, fans all over the world, um, and and attach Star Wars to that that particular genre, that particular style of animation. Um, but I seriously doubt that this is going to have any. I think this is going to be something that really, truly will stand alone. That you can watch it, great, and it probably it might be really cool, but I probably I don't think it will. It will be. It'll be something that's really just kind of. Yeah, you, you don't see this like being a uh, like a like a household staple like Clone Wars or Rebels like having its own uh, central story. This is just more of like a art showcase. Yeah. So something so. something like uh, the like what um, the Matrix did. Um, they had like this like totally different thing called Animatrix, and they had like just like separate studios. Uh, it was it was very anthology feel to it, and it was just like different animation studios. Most of them were like anime studios. Uh, actually, no, like mostly two D, three slash three D, and then there was like an anime one. But like it was just like all different like ways of uh, telling different stories that didn't really connect to the main one. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm getting with this. This is like the Star Wars uh, animatrix, I guess. Yeah, I don't, I would be surprised if I mean I anticipate probably that it would even just be completely alone. Like I don't that we're not going to get like any of the characters from any of the main characters from any of the movies or the TV shows, and that it's going to be more of just that it's going to be set in the Star Wars universe, but it's probably going to tell just kind of probably pretty standalone unique mm-hmm. stories. I could be wrong; it doesn't tell us. Um, I'll watch it. There's no doubt. Yeah. I'm going to watch it. I mean, it might be really cool. Might be really cool, but I don't think it's going to be. I don't think I don't think this is intended to be connected to anything other than it, what it is. Mm-hmm. So next one is uh, a Lando series, um, which I heard that Kessel Run actually caught news of this like months ahead, but I'm I don't know. I just kind of go with the flow. I we I usually uh, don't take things to gospel until they're approved by Lucasfilm. Um, it's not that I don't trust any other news or leaks or any of that, but um, I don't know. I just kind of feel like it's not official until it's Lucasfilm official. So, um, but yeah, uh, the galaxy's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian, will return in Lando, a brand new event series for Disney Plus. Justin uh, Samin, I think. 
think I'm, I'm Simeon. A, Simeon. I, I'm ter- again terrible with names until I hear it myself and hear it enough times to get it. Um, uh, is in the early stages of development. So, okay. Um, I they didn't say Donald Glover was coming back, so I don't know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's gonna be the case. I mean. Um, unless you're like trying to recruit Billy T. Williams back as old Orlando, but I highly doubt it. Um, this guy's probably like Rise of Skywalker was the last time I'm doing this. Um, I, I don't I don't know. Uh, again, not too much is uh, given on this. Um, yeah, that's that, that's probably more interesting. The most interesting thing about this announcement to me is what we don't get mm-hmm. so like we don't get they don't tell us who's gonna play Lando now I can't imagine that they would announce this show and not know who's gonna play Lando right so if they know who's gonna play Lando why didn't they tell us who knows probably uh, well and, and that's I, I get that like Donald Glover like has a very tight schedule um like mostly with his music career and plus uh a lot of people are like he's also on a show called Community, and he um, said if uh, if they ever do film a movie for that, I definitely would be like to be a part of it. Um, even though my schedule is going to be a little bit hectic, so I don't know if they're still trying to negotiate scheduling as far as Donald Glover's end of the deal. Um, if, even though even though um, his career is definitely probably being affected by the coronavirus uh, due to not being able to do concerts for a long while, so I don't, I don't know. It, it would be very strange to me if they did a th- yet another, a third actor, if they brought in someone new, if it wasn't Billy D. Williams and it wasn't Donald Glover, and we had a third person playing Lando, that would be really strange to me. And I think that would be problematic. Um, okay, yeah. I'm- no, they do. They did do that with Spider Man, but but those are like that's like a whole different situation entirely. Yeah, I mean Spider Man's so, yeah. been depicted mm-hmm. dozens of times in animation and live action, um, but Lando is a pretty iconic character, and I, you know, I just we don't know anything about the timeline. Where does this? This is a one time. It's like a single season, apparently, brand mm-hmm. new event series. So we don't know when it's going to be. Is it going to be um, pre-Solo Story? Is mm-hmm. it going to be between Solo Story and Empire Strikes Back, which is the next time we see Lando? Mm-hmm. We don't know the timeline. We don't know the format. We don't know the actors. We don't know anything like about any of it. <laughs> so, yeah, if you guys are just listening in, um, whether this be part two or whatnot, you're going to hear a lot of us saying uh, uh, not a lot... Not a lot to get in here. We don't really know much about this. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> what, what I do like, the thing that I like the most is here on, on the official website, it says, um, Justin Simeon, creator of the critically acclaimed Dear White People and a huge Star Wars fan is developing the story. Okay. So that's good news. That's good to hear. Like, that this is in the hands of someone who's a huge Star Wars fan. So we're getting someone involved in the creative process who's... Maybe similar to Favreau or Filoni, someone who's who's a genuine fan himself, um, and so we can maybe have a little bit more confidence about how he'll handle 
the character, mm-hmm. um, and so on. Um, I don't, it, and it's interesting. Like, I don't know that. Um, uh, I think from a cultural perspective, um, I think it's a really good good move to have a, a, a whole series focused on Lando as a character, mm-hmm. um, and I think that that's significant in itself. Um, because there isn't a whole lot of diversity here in these announcements otherwise in terms of um, addressing that. And, you know, we got, we haven't talked about the movies yet and the first, you know, first female director in a Star Wars movie, that's important. But but getting a, a, a story based on an African-American character is, is significant in the Star Wars universe. Um, but I just don't know what we're getting at. The, the speculation I've heard that seems, seems to make the most sense to me would be Donald Glover comes back and plays Lando, maybe Billy D. Williams narrates, um, mm-hmm. and we get, we get like, live-action like, depictions of the, Cal, you know, the Lando Chronicles or whatever what mm-hmm. was it what was called, like yeah. his egotistic journal of all of his escapades. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, I, I can see them playing around with that. I think that that's, that's most likely. And I think this has the potential also to have humor. Um, oh, yeah. And to be a funny story. To be a story, you know, like Lando is kind of like, you know, a, a, a funny guy. You know, he's a, he's, a, he's a character, you know. Mm-hmm. And that could be interesting. Um, but at the same time, like, honestly, not necessarily ever really in my mind was I like, man, I, I really would love to get more Lando. Like, right. I wasn't. I mean, like clamoring for that either. I, I did like the Disney comics that, that that they've done of them, and I'm like, okay, I think that's enough Lando for me. Oh, he's getting a series. Oh, okay. I mean, I'm. I like the comics. I like him. I liked him in Solo, and plus, I like. I obviously adored him in the original trilogy. So yeah, I'm definitely going to give this a watch. I, th- so, I think that I think that yeah, I I, I do see like the kind of like oh uh, okay. I mean if. If it's good, great. If not, eh, I can skip this. But. I think that going back, going into more of like the business side of of Star Wars, I think that if they do have Donald Glover cast as Lando, mm-hmm. that that's significant. And I think it's a, it it what casting Donald Glover in the show as Lando, you know, Donald Glover exists culturally in the pop in pop culture and popular culture, mm-hmm. very much in a generation younger than you or I that maybe not really invested in Star Wars. Right. And him being featured in a TV show can bring a whole nother literally, I mean I hate to say it, but like that's that's a that's a that could be also a grab to get a bunch more subscribers to Disney Plus who maybe wouldn't normally mm-hmm. like it could be people who are just a fan of his rap of his music or right. his other or work who are Star Wars fans. And... But then they're like, hey Donald Glover is gonna be in this show mm-hmm. on Disney Plus and then you get a whole Another, you know, slew of people subscribing to Disney Plus to see Donald Glover, even though yeah. they might not necessarily be fans of Lando in the sense right. of the, I mean, like, I, could, I can see that, like, going in a direction where that could, like, be taken, like, put as a disadvantage if they did it with someone that didn't care about Star Wars or uh, anything like that. But uh, apparently he's a pretty big geek himself. Um, he, he knows these Star Wars movies like the back of his hand. Uh, he's kind of the reason why Miles Morales was, uh, uh, came into existence in the Marvel Universe, in a way. Um, so, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a smart move on Disney. Um, I, I won't argue that, yeah. as, you, as you said. Yeah. So. And, 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 again, 
Sure, more Lando, why not? I mean, I'll, I'll watch that. Hey guys, Justin here. Just wanted to let you guys know that uh, due to the length of this episode, we decided to split this one into two parts to keep true to our theme of keeping our show under an hour long. So part two will be out very shortly. Thanks for listening.